This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Bespoke Post and by Green Chef. Now, in case you haven't noticed, we're living in a bit of a golden age for people who want to make their money online, letting other people see what they look like naked. OnlyFans, and yep, there's the, the demonetization. Uh, OnlyFans has completely upended the whole smut business model. Previously, getting naked and doing sex acts on camera often meant being part of an exploitative system where the sex workers very much did not control the sex means of production. But gradually, with the rise of stuff like cam sites, uh, these women and men started to gain more control of their work and see more of the profits. And then OnlyFans came along with its Patreon for porn business model and completely changed the game, luring in many new performers who would have otherwise maybe stayed out of the whole porno business as it was previously structured and getting a lot of them filthy fucking rich. Yeah, and that's not to say that the life of an OnlyFans creator is all roses and sunshine. For the most part, the rest of the internet remains pretty prudish about these sorts of things. You can make all the money that you want on OnlyFans, but actually acknowledging the existence of your OnlyFans on other sites like Instagram can cause you some issues. Because in their eyes, you're soliciting money for sexual services on their family-friendly platform. This is a family-friendly data mining operation. <laughs> yeah, we can't have that on here. Uh, and even if you don't explicitly promote your OnlyFans on Instagram, their policy is on where they draw the line on the suggestive content that you do post, it's extremely opaque. So it's easy to get your sexy Instagram account banned, which is a problem because even if you're not directly promoting your OnlyFans on there, it's still a very important promotional tool. Yeah. So this brings us to the story of an OnlyFans creator who goes by Kitty Lixo, who after falling victim to the Instagram ban hammer, devised a plan to get her account back. The plan? Well, to quote 30 Rock's Jenna Maroney, I'm gonna get back at them using my sexuality. Basically, every time her account would get banned, she would do a little online detective work to find Instagram employees in her area with the, <laughs> with the power to reinstate her account, and she would seduce them into doing just that. So Kitty Lixo recently detailed how this all worked on the No Jumper podcast with a clip from that episode, then going viral on Twitter and, and leaving observers divided, very sharply divided, over whether this woman is a hero or a whore. Uh, here's the Daily Dot. Twitter user and No Jumper podcast host Adam at Adam22 shared the video on Twitter on Wednesday where Lixo reveals the sluttiest thing she's ever done. In the video, Lixo explains that when her Instagram was shut down the first time, she began sleeping with her guy friend who worked at Instagram in order to get it back. Quote, and he did, which was really nice of him, she says. <laughs> Lixo told the Daily Dot the first time her account got taken down, she had no idea what it was for. Quote, the first guy I hooked up with put it in an internal review and told me it was for sexual solicitation and then he appealed it because there was no solicitation on my page. My OnlyFans link is in a link tree in my bio, which is what most girls do, Lixo wrote via Instagram direct message. To those unfamiliar, a link tree is a one-stop shop link that uh, can link out to other websites from one webpage. It's very convenient. Lixo then claimed the appeal got denied, but that her friend reopened a new case. Quote, after opening a new case, he eventually got a person who actually said, no, we didn't shut down your account because of solicitation. It was because your account was hacked. And then I reset everything. So there doesn't seem to be a lot of uniformity in decision-making internally, she wrote. Yeah, no surprise there. Mm -hmm. uh, your platforms are bad at, bad at content moderation. More news at 11. Anyway, Kitty was uh, able to then uh, learn from that first guy who she was having sex with in exchange with getting her account back that the specific department that handles account review is the integrity department. 
Hello, integrity department. So she browsed his LinkedIn connections for men working in Instagram's integrity department and then managed to track down their Instagram accounts and message them there from what she refers to as her backup but still slutty account. But uh, look, still a little slutty. Backup but still slutty account. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it doesn't sound like any uh, of these initial people she reached out to took the bait, but she, she widened her efforts to just all Instagram employees in L.A., and found a few who were actually fans of her podcast and agreed to meet up. I'm actually legitimately surprised that there were no takers from a department that deals exclusively in integrity. Yeah. Because that would be, you would you would assume that the chips would fall there. Ma'am, I work in the integrity department and what you're asking me to do, well, that would be a violation of Bunch my integrity. Of Ned Flanders is yeah. over there at the integrity department. Gosh. Mm-hmm. So she said on the podcast, we met up and like I fucked a couple of them and I was able to get my account back like two or three times <laughs> because in order to get it back, if they deny you the first time, basically what a person has to do is keep trying, keep putting in reviews. And every time they put in another review, it gets sent to a different person. So as long as someone keeps trying for you in that department, you will eventually get your account back. <laughs> Ladies, if you fuck enough guys, eventually one of them's going to have the ability to do what you're asking them to do. You can fix your Instagram with this one simple trick. Yeah. Zuckerberg's hate it. <laughs> Uh, So back to that Daily Dot article. When asked why she went through the trouble of retrieving her account three times, Lixo said she worked hard to build up her following, which currently sits at 190,000. She believes all you need is someone internally to rally for you. I didn't cut a deal with anyone like, hey, you put in a review for me and I'll sleep with you, she said. Would Lixo use this method again if her account got banned in the future? I'd 100% do it again. I deserve to be heard because I contribute to their platform in a sizable way, she wrote. If they won't listen to me or give me a chance to appeal, I'll just do it my way. I stick by that. Her way seems to be working. Well, it did. Uh, Yeah, as of a couple of days (laughs) after the clip started going around, Kitty Lixo's Instagram account and the Instagram account of her podcast were both removed, Hmm. which is not really surprising. I mean, she had what sounds like a pretty effective strategy in place, but by telling everyone about it, she blew it. She broke the number one rule. Yeah. Uh, She's already, of course, created new accounts one of which has a bio that includes, I love meta men. <laughs> she's like, oh, she's the only person online actually calling Facebook meta. I'm, uh, yeah, <laughs> not looking for an alpha, not looking for a beta. I'm looking for a meta. Mm-hmm. Are you, do you have what it takes? Meta energy. Mm-hmm. It's doubtful Kitty Lixo will be able to fuck her way out of the next time she inevitably, inevitably gets banned. But for other OnlyFans creators who follow the golden rule of just shutting the fuck up, Kitty Lixo's methods may still prove fruitful. Yeah, the... I just keep getting laid! All the people at Meta. I know, this is crazy. This job rules. Mm -hmm. What the hell? So, yeah, yeah, meanwhile, Instagram's integrity department... um, Airtight as it is. uh, Is no doubt getting a lot more job applications than before. (laughs) We used to be the lamest department. No one wanted to work in integrity. Getting a lot of applications They're going to have to do some integrity tests. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They should uh, hire Kitty Lixo. To tempt these future integrity officers. Yeah, the way they hire, like, the Catch Me With You Can guy, the banks and the FBI. They're like, mm-hmm. look, you... We need this to work from the inside. Yeah, we need to see things from the other side of the fence. Uh, but yeah, we also have to assume that at least one internal memo has got has to have gone around Instagram clarifying its policies on employees trading account privileges for sexual favors, because... There's got there. They have to have addressed this in some way. If you're going to do it, do it in the metaverse. We yeah. really need to push this. <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, also, Meta is literally a data mining company, so it's highly likely that they have figured out exactly who Kitty Lixo banged to get her accounts back. So hopefully, the sex was worth it. I, I doubt if that is found to be something that you've done. You're 
going to keep your job, but, uh, I mean, she's hot. Yeah, I mean, look, that she even said, so she's not banging them for that. It just yeah. happened to be a nice side effect to it. That she sought them out specifically for, but she didn't pitch it to them as, as this. She, uh, you know, they did the thing, and then she's like, you know what would be great? You know what would make me really happy and want to spend more time with you? He just did this little favor for me. Yeah, and then she never spoke to them again, probably. I mean, she, I did see another clip where, uh, like, not the main clip going around, but another one where she was like, she's like, yeah, so like, the first guy friend, uh, like, that friendship was completely ruined by the whole thing. Yeah, like, probably. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I can see, yeah, that's generally. One guy friend yeah. or 200,000 followers. Yeah. I mean, sorry. Don't ask me to choose. <laughs> it's like, You're not going to like what you hear. Uh-huh. So whatever your opinion of Kitty Lixo's actions, we can all probably agree that a recent limited time promotion at Burger King locations in Germany uh, resulted in some of the most horrifying food ever seen. Abominations. How badly could Burger King mess up a delicious flame broiled Whopper? You may be wondering that very question yourself, but are you sure that you want to know the answer to that question? All right, we, we warned you, okay? Fried egg and banana Whopper. Bratwurst and chocolate sauce Whopper. Currywurst and fried herring Whopper. Fish sticks and applesauce Whopper. That actually sounds good. Pickles and jam Whopper. Again, sounds kind of good. Strawberry ice cream and french fries Whopper. Still good. Whipped cream and gherkins Whopper. Yes. Layer cake and beef Whopper. Meh. And vanilla ice cream and green olives Whopper. Some of those sound fun for a little one-off. Okay. All right. I am a pregnant woman. Yeah. Have you taken a, a pee test recently? No. So yeah, it wouldn't be accurate to call this food gore, like you might call it. It's not food gore. It's actually very professionally assembled and photographed. But these abominations are truly disgusting, unless you're Ricky or (laughs) a pregnant woman. More like food vor. Shove a giant one right in my mouth. (laughs) So yeah, this was a real Burger King promotion, but it was only available at locations in Berlin and only on May 8th, which was Mother's Day. And to do something nice for the pregnant ladies out there, Burger King consulted actual pregnant women to find out which bizarre flavor combinations they and the little runts growing inside of them have found themselves craving. And then they crafted all of these Schwangerschafts Whoppers or pregnancy Whoppers in English based on their research. And at least according to the few videos that we could find of people actually showing up and eating this shit, the promotion seems to have gone over well with its target audience. Though, of course, just as you'd expect, the real thing never looks as good as it does in the ads. We need to send Review Bra to Berlin, Germany to try these. My disappointment is immeasurable. <laughs> My day is ruined. Anyways, I'm going to Bergheim tonight. <laughs> hey, they let me in. Yeah, yeah, he would actually. He would get, get in. in. They're like, like you you don't give a shit about anything yeah, this, except for food. This guy's got a vibe. He's interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's not like every other fucking dime a dozen like tech bro that comes out here. Yes. We like you. Thinks they can bro. get in on their on their bank account and their influence. No. We're looking for characters. Characters welcome. Burgram has the same the same motto as TBS. I you know who I think would be friends? Review bra and that guy that likes trains on TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They should do a show together. And that weather guy with autism. Frankie Mc- Frankie oh, yeah, 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 that guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, while we're uh, doing international news, let's go ahead and check in on how things are going over in Australia. And it looks like they just had elections. And oh, wow. Looks like Scott Morrison, a.k.a. ScoMo, is done as Australia's prime minister. ScoMo is no mo. 
R.I.P. Bozo. <laughs> Some dude named Anthony Albanese from the Labour Party will now be Australia's sixth prime minister in 10 years. And the Liberal Party, who for us Yanks, it's a bit confusingly named because they're actually pretty conservative. They're now out of power. Bye-bye. This guy has the same last name as the best uh, gummy bears on the market. Albanese? Yes. Never had them. Hey, Better than Haribo? Uh, dare I say? Yes. Well, that, that's not necessarily fair because the Haribos we get in the United States are a, they're a big step down from the real thing that you get over in Europe. Well, I'll tell you what. The Albanese in America are good. All right. So there you go. So anyway, to be honest, we're pretty out of the loop on Australian political matters. Uh, we, all we really know about Scott Morrison is that he secretly went on vacation thousands of miles away in Hawaii while Australia was experiencing the worst wildfires in its history. And then when he snuck on back in, every town that he visited loudly told him to go fuck himself while he tried to force people to shake his hand. It was He's quite like a spectacle. Australia's Ted Cruz, who yeah. left to go to Cancun during the power outage. Yeah. And also, uh, another thing I know about him is that uh, a real old good friend of his and his wife is the uh, biggest QAnon promoter in Australia. A little bit weird. Um, and also, in the lead up to this latest election, we got another great ScoMo moment, or ScoMint. <laughs> when he uh, he joined a youth soccer match and full on tackled a small child. Hell yeah! Which uh, that is something straight out of the Boris Johnson playbook. Boris Johnson literally did this, though. Boris Johnson, still better. He he tackled a Japanese child while visiting Japan on a diplomatic trip. Awesome. Way higher higher tier gaff. Yeah. Uh, anyways, if you're Australian, you've surely got some more scomo gaffs to share down in the comments. But let's talk about another Australian politician that we haven't really covered in the past. Pauline Hanson. She's a senator for Queensland and basically Australia's resident far-right populist crank whose One Nation Party has some minor popularity, but not enough to have more than a handful of seats at various levels of government. Anyway, Paul and Hansen recently tweeted out perhaps the greatest political graphic ever seen. Huge letters, I will survive, and then below, to some people's disgust, <laughs> with a picture of Pauline looking tough and also a picture of a positive COVID-19 rapid test. I will survive! To some people's to disgust. To some people's disgust. So text accompanying the graphic reads, I can confirm I am at home self-isolating after testing positive for COVID. I thank all of those people who have sent their well wishes. And I look forward to disappointing all of those who hope that I drop dead. I love my haters. <laughs> she does. <laughs> she loves her haters. So honestly, yeah, despite every indication that this woman is uh, horrible, totally sucks. Uh, this is, I gotta admit, it's way cooler than... What happens when American conservative politicians get COVID and then they like barely even acknowledge it or they, they pretend that they suddenly care about this when they clearly don't. Uh, or if it was uh, a year or so ago, they just die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Specifically, the radio, conservative radio host community. Yeah. Decimated. And no one left to fill their shoes. I think if a couple of Republicans at like the state level. Yeah, died of COVID too. But no, it was just no odd, it was odd that like so many conservative radio talk show hosts. Yeah, um, maybe it's because they're all based in Florida. They are. <sighs> anyways, hey, anyways, uh, as much as Pauline Hanson or really any Australian politician might suck, they've got nothing on our leaders. Who, if hell exists, they're definitely going there. Especially the ones directly responsible for the war in Iraq, which somehow managed to make the lives of everyday Iraqis objectively worse than they were under Saddam Hussein. What an accomplishment. Yeah, they did the impossible. Now, sure, we took down a, a really bad guy there, but we also killed hundreds of thousands of innocent civilians, poisoned the entire country with depleted uranium, and created a perfect scenario for groups like ISIS to thrive in. 
Our job yeah. here is done. Oh, and as a nice little cherry on top, our entire reason for going to war in the first place was just a flat out fucking lie. Yeah. Yes. Whoops. Uh, it's a completely immoral and indefensible foreign policy failure. And in just a just world, everyone involved would be facing justice in the international criminal court. So bad, even Donald Trump was like, it was very stupid. Yeah. Very dumb move. Yeah. Uh, but it, we don't live in a just world, obviously. We live in the United States of America, by God. And George W. Bush, the president who launched this crime spree against humanity, has successfully rebranded as a, a nice old man who's friends with Ellen uh, and paints a lot of pictures and hands out Werther's Originals yeah. anytime the Obamas come near. Yeah, they, they, they Hey, Michelle, it. you want a little candy? Yeah. Yeah. He had, look, he, he paints. He paints... <laughs> I I guess it's sort of like rehabilitation for his image, but it's also odd because he paints paints like dead soldiers who died under his or watch. like were injured in battle yeah. under his watch. But the okay, proceeds thanks. go to yeah, yeah. sure. Anyways, uh, be, because hey, at least he's not Trump. Trump kind of like ruined the uh, memory. Liberals of everyone. love George W. Bush. They're like, bring back George W. Bush. I miss him. Like I I'd rather have George W. Bush than Donald Trump. How could this harmless old man be responsible for anything? Yeah. Bad? But, but yeah, yeah, he is dignified and polite, so people willfully ignore the evil that he did unleash upon the world. He's objectively worse than Trump by like any actual like metric. Mm -hmm. if, if you're doing by the numbers, he is far, far worse than Donald Trump. Well, he had eight years, so. <laughs> uh, anyways, he is an evil, which, side note, makes it a lot harder to take the U.S. seriously on any foreign policy topic. Yeah. Anytime the U.S. is like, hey, we should do something about this bad stuff going on over there. It's like, hey, remember what you guys just did? Mm -hmm. That was also bad. Yes. Would you like us to apply that same uh, level of indignation at, at you? No? Okay, then shut the fuck up. The U.S. looks at war like the Olympics. Every couple of years, you need one to make money. Yeah. Anyway, this brings us to Ukraine. What Russia is doing to Ukraine is terrible, but if you're George W. Bush, uh, can you really just go out in public and criticize anything Russia's doing right now, knowing what you yourself have done? Well, of course you can. But uh, sometimes the subconscious mind has ways of bringing the truth to the surface. And George W. Bush had one hell of a Freudian slip this week. Just watch. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, too. Anyway, uh, <laughs> 75. Uh, <sighs> Do you hear those, those, oh. those ghouls in the audience just laughing and clapping as our 43rd president unintentionally describes his most lasting legacy accurately for the first and probably last time in his life and then jokingly brushes it all off as having a senior moment. <laughs> Gosh, uh, yeah. So uh, if you're like us and you were actually around and aware of what's happening uh, while that shit show was going on, uh, you may be struggling right now not to have a fucking stroke. But it is what it is. It's just a shame no one in that audience threw any shoes. Mm -hmm. We would have erected a, a statue just like they did for the guy who actually threw the shoes. Yeah, that hero. Mm hmm. But in other conservative political news, over in the city of Haven, Kansas, the city council and the police department have been at odds recently over the police department's use of bumper stickers that read, In God We Trust, and promotion of Christianity on its Facebook page. Obviously, this country's constitution calls for a clear separation of church and state, but when has that stopped anymore? Yeah. 
Uh, this kind of thing is very common at all levels of government across this very big, very dumb country, at least until the people pushing for references to God and religion are shown a slightly different perspective on it, which we'll get to in a second. But basically, the city council told the police to cut it out. Police said, okay. But then local Christians, they got so upset and they forced a more formal vote on the matter, which ended up with the stickers back on the cop cars. But the yes votes to reinstate those In God We Trust stickers, that was only achieved once a condition was added to the vote, allowing for similar speech to be added to the bumper stickers of cop cars from any other religion. And if you're at all familiar with the Satanic Temple, you know exactly where this is going. If you're not familiar with the Satanic Temple, well, they're not exactly full-on Satanists. They're more like atheists who are into Satanic aesthetics and really like taking these sorts of religious free speech issues to their logical conclusions. The most famous example of this being essentially, uh, if you're gonna have a huge statue of the Ten Commandments on government property, you also have to allow us to display this giant statue of the demon Baphomet. It's only fair. And far more aesthetically pleasing, if yeah, I might say. a cool statue. Mm -hmm. So while more mainstream atheist groups are pitching E pluribus unum bumper stickers, the Satanic Temple's sticker designs are a little more in your face. Protect, serve, hail Satan. <laughs> Between two badges with res reverse pentagrams in them. Valor, pride, integrity, hail Satan. Now here's a more patriotic one. One nation, hail Satan. <laughs> with our beautiful American flag in the background. Duty, honor, community, hail Satan. And then there's this very cool sticker in the shape of a police badge with protect and serve on top and hail Satan on the bottom. And that iconic statue of Lord Baphomet right there in the middle. So we do look forward to seeing how the city of Haven, Kansas follows through on their new religious free speech bumper stickers on police cars policy. Yeah. Um, if you live there and just happen to accidentally put a bumper sticker on a police car like that, at least you wouldn't be offending the Constitution. Yeah. Might be, it, might be, it might be illegal. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I would Almost assume it certain. would be. Yeah. It's like all those people that put the I did that stickers at gas pumps and get arrested. And they're like, what? What did I do? He did do that. <laughs> you vandalized my gas pump and I called the police. So they're arresting you for vandalism. Mm -hmm. No, it's not fair. Just call it art. This is art. This is my art. Anyway, the headlines out of the show is coming right up. But first, a word from this week's sponsors. Take your summer adventures to the next level with Bespoke Post and their new seasonal lineup of must-have box of awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. No matter what you have going on this summer, Box of Awesome has you covered. From camping gear essentials to beach day and travel must-haves, Box of Awesome has everything you need for summer. Some of these new boxes look especially enticing, like the Caprese box, which includes everything that you need to make a gourmet Caprese salad completely from scratch, meaning you're making the mozzarella, you're growing the basil and the cherry tomatoes all yourself. And if you need a drink when that's all done, they've got boxes for making your own perfect mint julep cocktails or even brewing your own beer. To get started, Take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. You release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Each box is valued at around $70, but you only pay a fraction of that price. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code WEIRD at checkout. That is boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD, for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD. This episode is also sponsored by Green Chef. 
Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes that suit your preferences. With fresh produce, premium proteins, and organic ingredients that you can trust, Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Green Chef makes cooking easy so you can spend less time stressing, more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. It also saves you time by cutting down on weekly meal planning, prepping, and grocery shopping. Green Chef's expert chefs curate every recipe so you can enjoy restaurant-quality dishes at home without compromising on taste. If all this sounds eerily familiar, well, great. That's because Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh, so they can provide a wider array of meal plans to choose from. Uh, we're big fans of their vegan and vegetarian recipes, which are full of plant-based proteins and wholesome sides. Uh, some of the recent favorites from this category include their black bean flautas, their sweet potato pita pockets, and the sweet and spicy orange cauliflower bowls. Mm. Mm. If you're looking for a healthy, fun, and easy way to eat healthy, we definitely think that you should try Green Chef. And right now they have a special offer for our viewers. Go to greenchef.com weird130 and use code weird130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That is greenchef.com weird130 with code weird130 for $130 off plus free shipping. Green Chef the number one meal kit for eating well. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Now let's get into the weirdest, craziest headlines from around the world for this week, starting with actor who played Red Power Ranger among 18 charged with COVID relief fraud. And this isn't even the first Red Ranger that's gotten into a lot of trouble. Who's the other one? The other one was from a uh, later Power Ranger series who murdered his roommate, I believe. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, he... he... And he did murder. I don't. Was it the Red Ranger? It was. Uh, there was another. I think it was uh, definitely a Power Ranger. But, yeah, uh, but there was like another right Ranger that did something. But there was a Red Ranger who killed someone, and now Red Ranger who did COVID relief uh, fraud. And uh, it was like, it was a a decent amount of money this guy stole. And too. it was like it seems like this was a, a a real organized thing. Like him and a a pretty large group of his buds, uh, they came up with a plan to basically invent a bunch of fake businesses and get you know, PPP loans for them and then distribute the money amongst themselves. Um, it all worked until it didn't. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bold move. Like, I mean, obviously, there's going to be people that slip through the cracks on something like the COVID relief package, which was just like, give money to whoever asked for it, sort it out later. Yeah, the but, fraud is like outrageous. But the amount the, of like fraudulent... The audacity of, of so many people to just assume that this would never catch up with them is... It continues to amaze. Yeah. The like, wheels of justice move very slow. Like, there were the really obvious ones who was like, uh, yeah, suddenly he had a Lamborghini. He was making $60,000 a year. Well, and, he bought a $50,000 <laughs> yeah, Pokemon card. Yeah, very, yeah, very conspicuous. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, man, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, maybe the Red Power Ranger role is cursed. Could be. It's not Morphin time. This is not Morphin. It's Morbin time. It's uh, prison time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Morbius, a new Marvel legend. <laughs> new Marvel legend comes to home video. Uh, Reporter once saw John Daly smoke 21 cigarettes, drink 12 Cokes, and eat six bags of M&Ms over 18 holes. That's a lot of holes. It's a long day. It is a long day. Uh, yeah, John da So John Daly's basically the golfer that, like, Happy Gilmore was kind of based on. He, uh, you know, he, he, he brought a less buttoned up attitude to the PGA Tour. Mm -hmm. Used to be a uh, raging alcoholic, but I guess he gave up booze like 10 years ago. And now he just chugs like 24 Diet Cokes a day. Yeah. Which I'm sure is uh, way healthier than, than his uh, previous I, habit. I, I, yeah. I, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, is it possible to drink enough Diet Coke that uh, it might just be healthier to drink beer instead? 
They call um, him NutraSweet on the course. Yeah, this guy rules. He uh, yeah, he chain smokes on the course. Mm-hmm. I think he's got diabetes and uh, what? not from, from not what? managing it uh, not managing it properly. But the man, he can he can. I mean, at his peak, he was driving like 500 yards. He had like a hell of a drive. He would get in trouble for uh, hitting into holes that weren't totally cleared yet and like landing on the green, yeah. like on par fives while the group ahead of him was still putting. I read this headline and I say, there's a guy who's got it all figured out. Yeah. Six bags of M&M's. <laughs> What's the fucking sugar and calories? And it's like, uh, uh, like, imagine him going to his doctor and the doctor being like, dude, you're going to die if you keep doing this. But it's am like, I going to still be able to win championships? Just be like, what do you want me to do? I'm having the best time of my yeah. life. Like, oh, I'm going to die five years earlier? Oh, he, oh, he, oh, no. Another John Daly fact. Uh, he got lap band surgery like 15 years ago. <laughs> and it worked for like a year. And now he is back to being like 350 pounds. Uh, he loves going to Hooters. He's always posting on Instagram, him with his arms around the Hooters girl. He's having a great time. Uh, I saw someone Someone took a picture. Like, he had just placed or, or maybe even won in some golf tournament. And, like, an hour later, someone was at the local casino. And he was right there, right there playing the slots. Why not? <laughs> yeah, just went straight from the course to the casino because he loves to gamble. Uh, yeah, Why this- peter out the last 20, 30 years of your life when you can continue to just be absurd? Yeah. It sucks though. This guy was only in the the like Tiger Woods PGA video games for like a couple years. He hasn't been in it at all. They need to put John Daly back in the game, and you, the emotes should be like chugging two diet cokes. Put him on the side of the lighting the, a cigarette, the, uh, the perfect tee or whatever the one yeah. of the bars. Just maxed out on his strength stat, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, min maxed. Yeah, mostly just strength. That's yeah, <laughs> you walk into the ball, you have to smoke a, a cigarette <laughs> yes. before you get the next one for a bonus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, this is what peak performance looks like. You may not like it, but the, he's what you gotta do. The, he has the same diet during a sporting event that actual athletes had 70 years ago. Yeah. Like walking up to the plate, playing baseball, just, all right, hold on. We took stimulation where we could find it. Yeah. And that was cigarettes and beer. They can't even like chew tobacco on the mound anymore. Yeah. It's all big league chew what sunflower seeds. The pussification of America. <laughs> I can't miss e- the old America. Can't even do dip while, <laughs> while participating in professional sports. <laughs> Gets you a little extra grip on the ball too. Yeah, there's oh, like, yeah. I remember seeing like old football footage where like on the bench smoking yeah. and they put their helmet on and go out there. It's awesome. Actually, they probably would have like, the, the records they would have broken, yeah. you won't even know. They're like, Babe Ruth, uh, like, I think he still holds some records, but like most of his records he held for like almost a century. And that man, I mean, just look at him. He was he was blackout drunk the whole fucking time. Good. We need to have more fun sports. Yeah. Sports where you can drink and smoke. They're the best sports. Neil Patrick Harris apologizes for serving meat platter styled after Amy Winehouse's corpse shortly after her death. Mm. He's apologized, I think, a couple times for this now because it keeps getting brought back up. And everyone, when they hear about it, they're like, oh, how, how bad, bad? Yeah. It be? Oh, like, what is it, like a cartoon? Just like a normal, like... Uh, what, it's what? horrific. Yeah, it is. Uh, it looks like actual horror movie VFX. Like, Someone worked really hard on it. And he had this Halloween party not long after she died. Yes. Uh, and yeah, it's just like, wouldn't it be hilarious if our barbecue meat platter was sort of molded into the shape of like a, a burnt out corpse of Amy Winehouse specifically and for anyone who doesn't doesn't recognize it we'll put a little sign that says the corpse of Amy Winehouse next to it kids today will never understand the mid 2000s the Halloween in the mid 2000s the entire goal 
was to offend as many people as possible with your Halloween costume. Yeah, I was, uh, I went as like the corpse of Muammar Gaddafi like a week after he died. Mm -hmm. Very Uh, racist of you. Some people did say it was racist and, you know, they might have a point. But again, uh, like we said, the early 2000s, you kind of had to be there. It was a sort of a competition to see who could be most offensive. When South Park made the joke about someone dressing up as Steve Irwin after he died for Halloween, that actually happened. That was like an entire goal of people was just to be like, as I blame it on Family Guy. Honestly, I blame it on video games. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. yeah, they don't cause violence. They just cause, they cause a, poor taste. A, yeah, just <laughs> terrible taste. Wow, everyone in this game chat must be exactly like everyone else in the world. Yeah. They all get my hilariously racist jokes. This will never go out of style. Never. I'll be able to say these exact same things that I'm saying in this Xbox chat room uh, with people in real life. Mm-hmm. And suffer no consequences. <laughs> I thought I was a weirdo shut-in. Apparently, no. I have so much more in common. Yeah. Uh, anyways, next headline. Man in Japan gambles COVID town funds mistakenly sent to him. Just poof, gone. <laughs> so I guess it was like, it's like the local welfare. I don't know exactly how it works in Japan, but it's a small town. There was a couple hundred people who qualified for some form of monthly COVID relief. And uh, someone goofed in the bank, the wire instructions. And uh, he, his name was the first one on the list. And they just sent, instead of dividing it between a whole list of people, it, they sent the whole thing to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time they'd figured it out, like a week later, uh, it was all gone. He had gambled $350,000 away. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's, it's gone. I thought, uh, I thought. Technically, was... he redistributed it into the community. I mean, yeah, sort of. You're welcome, everyone. He, he, he redistributed it all, right? Yeah, he didn't spend it on one extravagant gift, like a $50,000 Pokemon card. No. He He's... spent it on something you, you could only experience. Mm-hmm. The thrill of, of that gambling big money. up the local economy. The thrill of having a big pile of chips in front of you. Yep. Temporarily. Or it was at, like, Pachinko or something. Yeah, I don't know what the gamble on over there. I went and I, when I was there, you just smoke cigarettes and gamble for no reason. You just shoot these coins all over the place. Yeah. And then you go with your coins. You're like, hey, where do I cash this in? And they're like, cash it in? What do you mean? Those are your coins. It's just for fun. It's literally yeah. just for fun. Look at all those coins you got. Mm-hmm. It does feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Stop picking carnivorous penis plants, Cambodian environmental officials plead. Yeah, they got this dick plant over in Cambodia. Like, oh, it looks like a penis from like a certain angle. The people love, tourists love going to Cambodia and they find these things and they pick them and they're like, look at me, I'm, I'm holding a dick in my hands. Just kidding. It's a, it's a penis plant. And I, Carnivorous. I, yeah, I guess they're, they're like pitcher plants. Mm-hmm. So it's like falls in and it. So it's like, yeah, it's a tube. And then the like, it, the shaft of the penis is this tube. And then the head of the penis. There's a vast difference. The head of the penis, which just sort of hangs over it. But like that, that uh, traps flies or whatever. But uh, yeah, I guess they're in danger or some shit. In Cambodia, they're like, stop it. This is the worst thing to ever happen to Cambodia. Can't think of anything worse that's ever happened here in Cambodia than our, our beloved carnivorous penis plant. This is what we'll be known for? Yeah. It's like, we, we might as well start calling the fields where these carnivorous penis plants grow the killing fields for all the plant killing that goes on there. That's one way to update the Wikipedia. Yeah. A Florida man is accused of faking a presidential pardon from Trump while he was under investigation for fraud. Such a genius alpha move. And this, so this guy, the list of charges against this guy is so long. Uh, I think like 
multiple PPP loan fraud things are part of it too. Um, that man's name, Joel Greenberg. And so, no, <laughs> this guy's like 22 years old. So yeah, he uh, he got a bunch of COVID relief money that wasn't supposed to, which brazen enough. But like, he also he created a bunch of like fake charities. He was he was uh, he was doing all sorts of weird like fraud and uh, shit like that. And um, it all caught up with him, of course, because he was sloppy about it. But he tried. I don't know who he went to. Did he go to the the FBI or just go down to the bank? Because they froze his assets. I like the idea of him going down to the bank with just a Excuse printed out me. a printed out uh, certificate. Being they're like, sir, your your funds are frozen by the Department of Justice. And he's like, oh, actually, you'll see here that I have this uh, this you know I have this pardon letter from former President Donald Trump and check the date. He was still president, so I, I will have my money now, please. The perfect not man. knowing that there's like public lists of. Uh, presidential pardons and like there's an actual process you can't just go around handing them out like ious those are as good as pardons and it's an iou this is trump at, i at, pledge to get to pardon you trump at his next rally just throwing out a big big handfuls of uh, presidential pardons like do whatever you want it's a get out of jail free card just keep it in your wallet in case uh in case you ever get arrested mm-hmm. so it's looking out for you guys free presidential pardons for everyone thanks mr trump Police say shooting at McDonald's not related to Taco Bell shooting yards away. What a country. Wow. Uh, they bring back the Mexican pizza and people go nuts. Yeah. It is a, I've never had the Mexican pizza. It's good. But it's every just time the I have, same ingredients just arranged differently though, right? Sure. Everything at Taco Bell is the same. But yeah, it's rearranged different. It's fun. It's just weird quasi-meat, dollops of sour cream, mm-hmm. shredded cheese. What's wrong with that? Lettuce. To- nothing. It's delicious. Yeah. It's well, just every once in a while. I had a Taco Bell, I can't remember how long ago, but I was just like, nah, this was a mistake. And I need to be reminded of that every couple of years. I have it like once, once in one or two months when I'm feeling naughty. <laughs> and it is very satisfying, but I'm a, I'm a real wreck for the whole next 24 hours. Oh, it does not We can all well thank Doja me. Cat for getting the Mexican pizza back on the menu. I thought it was Dolly Parton. Uh, maybe they worked in unison. Maybe. Passing the torch. Yes. Across genres, across generations. Two girl bosses. Did Dolly Parton end up winning uh, the Rock Hall of Fame? In, in, in no, she declined it. Yeah, but I thought afterwards she was like, actually, I'll, I'll take it. No, sure. I don't know. I'm not caught up. I just know initially she's like, I'm not a rock artist, so I'm going to decline this. But I'm going to team up with like, I think she's like Jack White or someone. She's going to do a, she's going to make an actual rock album now to like. So, she, so that once, if she gets nominated again, she won't feel bad about it. You're a rock remix of Jolene. Yeah. Good stuff. She's got a lot of, like, nine to five. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a reimagining. That would be yeah. nice. Like uh, Johnny Cash, the American series. Yeah. Yeah. He covered a lot of his own stuff on there. Yeah. Recontextualized. Mm-hmm. Thieves return rare idols stolen from Hindu temple with a note saying they were sick of having scary dreams. That might have been the guilt, but also, sure. Yeah, it could just be the guilt, or it could be that you, you stole thousand-year-old uh, rare Cursed. Uh, idols from a Hindu temple, and you, you brought very bad fortune upon yourself and your family members. Mm-hmm. Could be that. But now they have a great story for any would-be thieves in the future. Yeah. I'm just like, if you're robbing an old Hindu, an ancient Hindu temple, like, who are you going to, what are you going to do with that? Who are you going to sell it to? Like, who, who's... CEO of Hobby Lobby. Yeah. True. Well, mm-hmm. no, he only wanted the Iraq stuff because that's where, like, the Bible is. I'm sure you can convince from, him. Like, India or Pakistan where this was? Like, you can convince him. Yeah. 
Oh, actually, you know, there, there is a, uh, uh, I can't remember who believes this, but there is a, a sect of Christianity that believes Jesus um, ended up in India. Cool. Um, there's, a, there's a Chinese sect of Christianity that believes he made it all the way over to East Asia, and that's where he died, and he had, uh, he had kids there. He was a regular old Genghis Khan. Yeah. Yeah, the further east you go, the, the weird Christian sects get weirder and weirder because they don't really have any, like, they don't have a strong connection with the Holy Land otherwise. So they, it's, it's sort of like how Mormons are like, well, I mean, like, we live in fucking Utah. Like, what does the Middle East have to do with us? Like, oh, but, but. He actually this. came here. He actually came over here mm-hmm. and uh, taught the Native Americans about Christianity. They forgot it because they're, they're dumb and they don't have souls. But he came over here. And uh, yeah, so pretty relevant, huh? When you walk through Zion National Park, there's two sets of footprints. But you can't look at the stones. Those Don't, are our eyes. I them. will not show you the stones. They are in our little weird uh, cave. Mm-hmm. Township of Russell, Ontario, now named after all Russells, not slave owners. <laughs> that's a that's an okay way to update, right? Yes, yeah, so I guess this happened up in uh, King County in state of Washington, which I believe Seattle's part of King County. Mm. It was named after some, you know, some old dead racist that no one remembers. And they're just like, uh, now it's named after Martin Luther King. King's and Hawaiian rolls. We can keep the, all the letterhead and all the branding. Yeah. And it's still King County, but it's a, it's a different king this time. So problem solved. So yeah, this is a, same thing as town of Russell. Like, no, this Russell guy was alive like 350 years ago. No one knows who he was. He would just happen to be there when the town was being named. So they're like, uh, Hey, this guy's racist. Name it after him. <laughs> just like, I don't know. Any, anyone who's a, a good Russell, it's, you know, this, we, this town is in honor of all Russells as long as they're not racist. So, like, Russell... Mm, Westbrook? Ru- yeah. Uh, Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Russell Brand. Russell... Uh, <laughs> Isn't he, like, a weirdo conservative news guy now? He's kind of gone off the deep end. He's very successful here on YouTube, though. Yeah, he is. But, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe don't include Russell Brand there. He's got a little bit weird. Uh, Russell... I don't know. There's a lot of Russells out there. You'll remember. You'll think of them. There might even be Russells watching this right now. Well, guess what? You got a town named in your honor. Yeah, they should send so, them a little certificate. Congratulations. Like a little piece of land. Yeah. They should let anyone who named Russell who visits Russell, Ontario gets like the key to the city. Yeah, or like an honorary knighthood. It's a small key because they, they can't just hand out big keys to everyone. Yeah. And it has a swastika on it because <laughs> the, original, the original Russell was a bit of a racist. Yeah. But they cost a lot of money, so we can't get them redone. If we erase history, we're doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. So. Billionaires sent to space weren't expecting to work so hard on the ISS. And this one's weird because I wasn't even aware that a actual mission with non-astronauts was going and docking with the ISS. Yeah, they were were only supposed to be up there for a little over a week. They ended up, their trip got extended because uh, the weather for... China fired the hurricane gun. Yeah, they could, they basically, like, the weather wasn't good enough to come back down. But it's good that their trip got extended because... So they each paid, I don't know, several hundred million dollars to go up to the ISS, which like, it's awesome, but everything on the ISS, every inch of that place is uh, accounted for, like, it's just... You bump your elbow and it's something not a, happens. It's not a tourist vessel. Like, if you are on the ISS, you are there to work and run experiments and all this shit. And uh, yeah, they, they soon realized, they're like, oh, uh, with these fucking idiots up here, every little experiment we're doing is taking like 10 times as long as it normally would. Mm-hmm. And the, the rich people were all mad. They're like, but I want to look out the window. They're like, no, 
We're behind schedule already. Get over here. Get away from the window. Shut the blinds. Don't We're, let them look. Worst episode of Undercover Boss ever. But still be worth it. Like, I would, I'd go yeah. up there and work my fucking ass off. It would be so cool. Mm-hmm. It'd be terrifying. I'd have bad dreams. But uh, I need to return those idols. Yeah, I, I feel like anytime I fell asleep, I'd wake up like, Whoa! and by doing that, it would just put me into a, a tailspin. No, they strap you in. Oh. I would be worried about shitting and pissing, though. Pissing, okay, you put the condom on, you do it in the tube. Yeah, I would, uh, I would just be taking Imodium like three times a day. I would, I would just hold all my shit in the entire time I'm in space. Why isn't Elliot floating? He's filled with compacted <laughs> shit. Somehow, this is the greatest experiment we've ever done. This man, <laughs> the laws of gravity no longer apply to him. Mm-hmm. He's, and he's, a, he's amassed his own orbit somehow. Elliot, we need your ass. We can't go this way. We need we need some some oomph. Stick your ass out the window. We've gone shit. off course. <laughs> Anyways, that was a fun headline. Yeah. Um, that's the end of the episode. If you want some uh, cheap merch, go to our merch store, internettoday.3. Just click the link down below. Yeah, you'll find There's it. a link below. Uh, all of our remaining merch is 30% off. Make sure you get that. Um, also, yeah, uh, we're taking a break. Next week, we have one more one episode. One more episode, yeah. One more episode, and then we're on break for a little bit. So... Uh, just so you know. And then what's the other thing? Oh, watch our two most recent videos over here. Influencers are at it again. They're starting wildfires in order to get clout. Yeah. And then we have a Tech News Day, which is we got Shkreli. We got Billy McFarlane. We got Elon Musk. We got everything. Check both of those episodes out. Subscribe to the channel and leave, leave a like. Who knows? Thanks. Bye. Bye.